Reports from the courts. Story concocted by couple doesn't add up, says judge. A man who claimed that his girlfriend was driving a car when he was breathalyzed by Gardaí and tested positive for cocaine and cannabis was found guilty of driving-related offences when he appeared before Carlow District Court last Wednesday. Aaron Murphy, Kellerig Golf Lodges, Kellerig, was found guilty of refusing to give Gardaí a sample and of driving without insurance or a driver's licence when he appeared last week before court. Judge Brian O'Shea, when finding him guilty as charged, said that 29-year-old Mr Murphy and his partner Lorraine Barrett put together a story that didn't add up on so many levels that I wouldn't know where to start. Mr Murphy had been charged with the offences arising from an incident that occurred at the moat Rathvilly on the 10th of January last near a checkpoint that had been set up by Garda Liam Lawler and Garda Bernard Graham. In court, Garda Graham gave evidence about setting up the checkpoint just after 10am that morning when shortly afterwards they spotted a car pulling into a gateway and a man getting out and walking away from it. Garda Graham said that he walked up to him and that the man appeared to have difficulty standing up and that his speech was slurred. Garda Graham also said that Mr Murphy had car keys in his hands and, forming the opinion that he was intoxicated, the Garda brought him to Carlow Garda Station. There, he said, in a preliminary test, the defendant tested positive for the presence of cocaine and cannabis. Garda Graham told the defendant that he was ringing a doctor to take a blood sample. The court heard that when the doctor arrived, Mr Murphy refused to give a sample, telling them he was afraid of needles. Garda Graham added that when he asked Mr Murphy to produce his driver's licence and insurance, he replied that he had neither. Solicitor Brendan O'Flaherty put it to Garda Graham that Mr Murphy wasn't the driver and that his partner Lorraine Barrett was. He said that the car had overheated and that Ms Barrett had pulled into the side of the road for it to cool down and that she had gone to get water for it. Garda Graham replied that it was Mr Murphy who was driving that morning and that he had afterwards phoned Ms Barrett who said that her boyfriend didn't have her permission to drive her car. He continued that Ms Barrett said she was the driver but that she appeared not to know exactly where it was. Garda Graham also said that the car looked like it was parked hastily and that he hadn't seen it there when he and Garda Lawler were setting up the checkpoint. Mr Murphy then gave evidence, saying that the couple were driving along when they heard a terrible noise coming from the car and that they had had trouble with it overheating. He continued that he stayed with the car while Ms Barrett went to his home place to get water. Mr Murphy said that he waited for 15 minutes for her to return and when there was no sign of her he set off to find her. He added that he didn't want Miss Barrett to drive the car any further in case it blew up and that's why the keys were in his hand. Mr Murphy asserted that if the Gardaí had arrived 15 minutes earlier they would have seen Miss Barrett there and there would have been none of this. Under cross-examination by Inspector Alan Cassane, Mr Murphy denied driving and said he hadn't driven in nine years. Ms Barrett also gave evidence, stating that when she returned from getting water for the car, she couldn't find Mr Murphy, so she went to Rathfilly Garda station looking for him, but it was closed. When she was asked why she didn't ask Garda Graham at the checkpoint for help with the car, she said he hadn't arrived at that point. 
Judge O'Shea said that his job was to apply common sense to the evidence as given and that he accepted Mr. Murphy was the only person at the scene and that he was the driver of the car. He said that Mr. Murphy and his partner put together a story that didn't add up and found him guilty as charged. Judge O'Shea was told that Mr. Murphy had 16 previous convictions, including a drink-driving offence, a hit-and-run offence, and an offence for driving without insurance. He then fined him €1,000 and banned him from driving for four years. Recognizances were fixed in the event of an appeal. Man emptied his colostomy bag in Garda Cell. A Carlo resident who was arrested on public order matters was fined in the local district court for a despicable act after he emptied his colostomy bag in a cell in Carlo Garda Station. Ashley in Kube of Goldsmith Hall Prospect Wood Longford, and previously of Academy Court Carlo, pleaded guilty to causing criminal damage at Carlo Garda Station on the 13th of April 2020. He also pleaded guilty to engaging in threatening, insulting and abusive behaviour on Tullow Street earlier that evening. Gartha Richard McCormack gave evidence about how he came across Mr Nkube on Tullow Street when he waved a bottle of alcohol and shouted F*** you, guard!" at him. When Gartha McCormack followed him, the court was told that Mr Nkube became aggressive and he was brought to the local Gartha station. Judge Brian O'Shea heard that the defendant shouted at Garda McCormack, Is this because I am black? and called him a white bastard. Judge O'Shea also heard that the defendant had to use a colostomy bag and that he emptied its contents over the mattress and the floor of his prison cell at the station. Solicitor Brendan O'Flaherty said that his client's behaviour was totally unacceptable and that he was hugely apologetic and embarrassed by his actions. Mr Nkube took the stand in the courtroom and publicly apologised to Garda McCormack, stating that he was very sorry and that it wasn't how he would usually behave. He said that he had gotten bad news about a surgery he had had and that he went out and got intoxicated because of it. I am now trying to get my life back. I really apologise. I am not the type of person to treat people like that. I am deeply sorry, he said. Judge O'Shea fined Mr Nkube €250 on the criminal damage charge and the other charges taken into consideration. Drove at 163 kilometres per hour on the M9. A man who claimed that he wasn't speeding at 163 kilometres per hour on the M9 motorway and was instead going at just 100 kilometres per hour in his silver convertible Mercedes was found guilty and fined €300 Euro in Carlow District Court last week. Wayne Dwan, 8 Oakridge, Aylesbury Road, Ferrybank, County Waterford, was summoned to court after he was clocked travelling at 163 kilometres per hour at Johnstown on the M9 on the 15th of August last year. Mr Dwan denied that he was speeding at the time and Gartha James Kearney gave evidence in Carlow District Court about the incident. He said that after he clocked the driver, he stopped him and showed him the speed gun. Giving evidence, Mr Dwan said that the soft top was rolled down on the car and that there were items on the back seat that would have blown away if he was travelling at that speed. He also said that his 15-year-old son was with him, so he wouldn't have been driving that fast with him in the car. 
When asked by Judge Brian O'Shea how he knew about what speed would cause the backseat items to blow away, Mr. Dwan replied that, close to the 100 km per hour mark, things start to rise from the backseat. When cross-examined by Inspector Alan Kassane, the defendant said that he was probably travelling at less than 100 km an hour at the time he was stopped. Judge O'Shea asked the defendant if he remembered seeing the figure of 163 on the speed gun, but Mr. Dwan said that he didn't. Asked why he didn't appeal the speeding fine when it was sent to him as a fixed charge notice, he replied that he didn't know that it was an option. Judge O'Shea said that he was satisfied that the detection was correct and fined Mr. Dwan €300, noting that it was a fairly significant speed that you would notice. Case fails because Gardaí entered house unlawfully. A judge in Carlow District Court last week dismissed a case against a defendant after he found that Gardaí had entered his house without his permission. Gareth Farrell, 17, the Green Ashfield, Bagnallstown, was before the court on a criminal damage charge, arising from an incident that occurred at his apartment block on the 14th of August last year. Solicitor Frank Taff made an application to Judge Brian O'Shea that the Gardaí had entered Mr Farrell's home unlawfully and that because of their actions, CCTV footage they seized from the house on which the criminal damage case hinged was inadmissible in court. Gartha Brian Wilkinson outlined the evidence which brought Gardaí to the Green that morning. He said that he received a call from a member of the public expressing concern about the welfare of a woman he had seen leaving Mr Farrell's apartment. He stated that the caller said the woman looked dishevelled and that she had asked for directions to get to Carlo, but that he thought she might have returned to the apartment. Gartha Wilkinson subsequently called to the apartment to check on the woman, but didn't get an answer at the door. The court heard that Gardaí then got a call about a criminal damage incident that occurred at the Green when Mr Farrell's neighbour reported that the tyres on his car had been slashed and that three signs were put on the car warning him about parking in a certain area. Gartha Wilkinson then called Carlo Garda station for backup and his colleagues came to his aid. He continued that he wanted to check on the welfare of the woman and seeing a window was slightly ajar, he placed his hand on it to open it but that Mr. Farrell appeared and became verbally abusive to him. Under cross-examination by Mr. Taff, Gartha Wilkinson said that Mr. Farrell eventually let three Gartha into the apartment. Mr. Taff put it to the Gartha that this wasn't the case, and that the Gartha had forced their way into the apartment by pushing the door open and pushing Mr. Farrell out of their way. Gartha Wilkinson denied this, but accepted that a search warrant would be needed in usual circumstances, but not if the Gardaí were concerned about the welfare of an individual. Mr Taff also put it to Gartha Wilkinson that the Gardaí had no right to seize CCTV footage without a search warrant, but the Gardaí replied that they could on reasonable grounds. Another Gartha, Robert Rasmussen, gave evidence saying that when he arrived at the scene, Mr Farrell invited three of the Gardaí into his house, including himself, after speaking to him through the window. Mr Taff put it to the Garda that his client had repeatedly told the Garda they were not going to get into his house, but Garda Rasmussen denied this and said the defendant had invited them in. 
Mr. Farrell then gave evidence, saying that he had a female friend in his apartment that morning, and because he was going on holiday to Bulgaria that day, she left on foot because he didn't have time to give her a lift. He continued that he heard the Gardaí banging on his door and saw another one coming in through his window. He said that there were four Gardaí outside and that they shoved back the door, causing him to fall back and hit his head. Mr. Farrell continued that three of the Gardaí came into his house. They stepped over my body, he said, adding that he was frightened during the incident and that they took CCTV footage from his house. He said that he had not invited the Gardaí into his house and that they hadn't mentioned any woman to him either. Judge O'Shea was told that there was no criminal damage case against Mr. Farrell without the CCTV footage and that what was at issue was how the Gardaí obtained the footage. Judge O'Shea said that, looking at the evidence, the presence of a woman in Mr. Farrell's house was hearsay and that it was unlikely Mr. Farrell would willingly let the Gardaí into his house because it appears that Mr. Farrell did not like the Gardaí and he was angry at the time. He also noted that the Gardaí could have left and returned later with a search warrant to obtain the CCTV footage. Judge O'Shea said that he was satisfied there was a conscious and deliberate action of the Gardaí to enter the property, that the entry was unconstitutional and therefore the CCTV footage seized was inadmissible. He dismissed the case against Mr Farrell. Healthcare assistant not guilty of assaulting dementia patient, aged 87. A healthcare assistant who appeared before Carlow District Court last week was found not guilty of assaulting an 87-year-old patient who suffered from vascular dementia. 58-year-old Rose Dalton from St. Michael's Court Athai was accused of assaulting patient James Mann in Baltinglass Community Hospital on the 9th of February 2020 while she was taking care of him and other residents in the dementia ward of the hospital. Mr Mann has since passed away, but Judge Brian O'Shea allowed the case to be heard because Mr Mann would not have been able to give evidence anyway because of his condition and because he was mostly non-verbal. Louise Mann, Mr Mann's wife from Blessington County Wicklow, gave evidence to say that he had been admitted to Baltinglass Community Hospital only after she could no longer care for him at home. She also said that he had difficulty with his feet and couldn't walk without help. Dermot Moore, who was a multitask assistant at the time of the incident in the hospital, gave evidence in court. He said that he had just cleaned at the nurse's station when he heard raised voices coming from the day room in the dementia unit called Primrose Ward. He said that he heard healthcare assistant Rose Dalton telling Mr. Mann to sit back down on his chair and looking into the room, he saw Ms. Dalton grab Jimmy by the collar and slam him into the back of the chair. He continued that Mr. Mann put his hands up and looked agitated and that Ms. Dalton hit him on the side of the head. Mr. Moore said that he dropped the mop he had in his hand and ran into the day room, standing between Mr. Mann and Ms. Dalton. He said that he shouted at Miss Dalton and that when she left the room, Jimmy tugged at my uniform and said, you tell her. The court heard that Phoebe Corrigador, a clinical nurse manager, arrived at the scene and Mr Moore told her that Ms Dalton had hit the resident. Solicitor Joe Farrell put it to Mr Moore that in his statement to Gardaí, Mr Moore stated that Ms Dalton said, I did no such thing, and that she said she was defending herself against Mr Mann. 
Mr. Farrell also said that Mr. Moore had not mentioned in his statement that Mr. Mann had tugged at his uniform and had spoken to him. Judge Brian O'Shea heard that Mr. Mann needed one-to-one care because of his dementia. Mr. Moore said that Mr. Mann could become aggressive because it was part of his condition, but that staff were trained to handle dementia patients and that through experience they learned how to take care of each one. He continued that staff were advocates for the hospital residents and that they were there to protect them. That's our job. The clinical nurse manager, Ms. Corrigador, gave evidence saying that when she arrived at the day room, Ms. Dalton looked upset and told her that Mr. Mann was very agitated. She continued that Mr. Moore told her that Ms. Dalton had pulled the resident back down onto his seat and that she had hit him on the head. She said that she went to Mr. Mann and asked him if he was okay, to which he replied no, but that he did not have the capacity to say anything more than that. She also said that it would not have been possible for Mr. Mann to say, you tell her, because he would not have been able to, and that there were no marks on Mr. Mann's face. Ms. Dalton's statement to the Gardaí was read out in court, in which she said that Mr. Mann was uneasy and wanted to walk around that evening, and that he kept trying to get off of his chair. She said that he told her to F off and grabbed her hand so hard that she was afraid he was going to break it. The statement continued that she put her hand on the waistband of his pyjamas and put him sitting back down again. She also said that when Mr. Mann was agitated, it was a two-person job to take care of him. She said that he grabbed her and that she was afraid she would be hit and get a black eye because it was part of his condition, hitting out, boxing and grabbing. He clasps and grabs. He has a strong grip, Ms. Dalton said in the statement. The court was told that Ms. Dalton heard Mr. Moore coming into the day room shouting at her to leave and that she got such a fright she wet herself. Ms. Dalton said that another staff member, Sally McCormack, got clean clothes for her and looked after the day room while she and Mr. Moore spoke to the managers. Ms. McCormack, who is a health care assistant and a SIP2 representative, gave direct evidence in court stating that she had been to the day room just before the alleged incident and saw Ms. Dalton with Mr. Mann and that her cardigan was half off her because Mr. Mann had grabbed it. Ms. McCormick continued that Rose seemed to be having a hard time looking after Mr. Mann and another resident, but when she asked if she needed help, Ms. Dalton said no. Ms. McCormick said that after the alleged incident, she sat with Mr. Mann, who seemed calm. Judge O'Shea said that the case was upsetting for the Mann family, and because it was a criminal matter, he must be sure beyond all reasonable doubt of the defendant's culpability. He also said that he had to be satisfied that Ms. Dalton had applied force on the patient without a reasonable excuse, such as self-protection, and that the force must be reasonable and not excessive. Judge O'Shea noted that the only person who could resolve the conflict of evidence between Mr. Moore and Ms. Dalton was no longer alive. He said that if Ms. Dalton's account of what happened was reasonably true, then the presumption of her innocence must be accepted. He then dismissed the charge against her. Uninsured driver gets four months. A Carlow man received a four-month prison sentence for driving without insurance after being disqualified at a sitting of Carlow District Court recently. 
Martin Lyons, Burren Manor, Tuller Road, Carlo, pleaded guilty to possession of drugs for sale or supply at Burren Manor on the 26th of November 2019 and to driving without insurance and a driving licence at New Oak Estate, Carlo, on the 20th of August 2020. Sergeant Hud Kelly said that cannabis worth €804 Euro was found following a search at Burren Manor along with digital scales. The court was told that 26-year-old Mr Lyons made full admissions. Mr Lyons had 59 previous convictions for road traffic offences. He also had two previous convictions for drug offences. Defending solicitor Chris Hogan said his client had immediately handed over the drugs to Garthi when they arrived. He also recounted that in his Garthi interview, Mr Lyons said he took full responsibility for the drugs. Mr Hogan said his client was selling the drugs to fund his own habit and that he was using cannabis to self-medicate. Judge Geraldine Carthy imposed a four-month prison sentence and a 16-year driving ban on the insurance charge, citing the recidivist offending of the defendant. A six-month sentence suspended for 18 months was imposed on the drug offence. Recognizances were fixed in the event of an appeal, which included a €1,000 cash lodgement, signing on at Carlo Garda station, and not to drive a vehicle. Mr Hogan asked Judge Carthy if she would lower the cash lodgement. No, replied the judge. Judge upgrades careless driving charge. A judge refused to accept the reduction of a dangerous driving to a careless driving offence after hearing that the driver drove away from Garthi at speed when they attempted to talk to him. Killian O'Shea, Clarmala, the Swan County Leash, pleaded guilty to careless driving and not having insurance at Newtown, Danan, Cretillard, County Leash on the 8th of June 2020. Sergeant Hud Kelly said Garthi on mobile patrol observed the defendant failing to stop at a stop sign. Garthi activated the blue lights of their Garda van and Sergeant Kelly said a Garda got out of his van to speak to the defendant when he drove off at speed towards the Swan. The dangerous driving charge arose when Garthi observed the 22-year-old defendant taking a corner at high speed as another vehicle came around the same bend. Mr O'Shea had initially been charged with dangerous driving but this had been reduced to careless driving. However, Judge Geraldine Carthy refused to accept a reduction in the charge after hearing the evidence. Defending solicitor Chris Hogan said his client did not see the Garda's blue lights at the time. However, Sergeant Kelly said the investigating member was under no illusion that the blue lights were visible. Judge Carthy indicated that she would be imposing a two-year ban for the no-insurance charge before Mr Hogan stated that his client had not entered a plea on the dangerous driving charge. The defendant was not present in court and Mr Hogan said it would be unsafe for the court to convict before the matter was clarified. Judge Carthy adjourned the case until the 29th of June to clarify a plea. Man was arrested twice in one day. A Carlo man was arrested twice in the one day for being intoxicated in a public place. Peter Walsh, aged 39, of Ascalon's Tuller Road, Carlo, pleaded guilty to public intoxication on Staplestown Road, Carlo, and to the same offence at Carlo Town Park on the 14th of May last. Sergeant Hud Kelly said Mr Walsh was arrested for his own safety after being observed staggering on the Staplestown Road by Carlo Credit Union. On the same date, he was found asleep at the town park at 7.30pm. He was unsteady on his feet when he was roused. 
Defending solicitor Joe Farrell said his client's brother had died tragically and that it had been the anniversary of his death at the time. He had far too much to drink, he said. Mr Farrell said it was evident that his client had been released from custody before the second offence was detected. Mr Walsh had engaged with the Ardu Substance Misuse Service and accepted he used alcohol as a crutch. Judge Carthy imposed a €150 fine on one of the public intoxication charges. Teen had box cutter at filling station. A young man found with a box cutter appeared before Judge Geraldine Carthy recently. Martin Kavna, aged 18, of John Sweeney Park, Carlow, pleaded guilty to possession of a knife in the car park of the Circle K filling station, Rathcrogue, on the 2nd of May last. Sergeant Hud Kelly said Garthy responded to a report of a large gathering of people in the service station car park. The defendant was observed acting suspiciously at the scene. He was searched under the Misuse of Drugs Act and an orange box cutter was discovered in his coat pocket. He had no reasonable excuse for having it, said Sergeant Kelly. The court was told that after caution, Mr Kavanagh told he had forgotten the box cutter was in his pocket. Defending solicitor Joe Farrell said his client had been doing some work at home at the time. Mr Farrell said he had explained to his client the judge's view on knife crime and the seriousness of the offence. He asked for a probation report to be prepared. Judge Carthy told Mr Kavanagh that she took knife crime extremely seriously. The case was adjourned until the 15th of September. Two fined for public intoxication. Fines of €250 were handed down to two Carlow people charged with public intoxication at Carlow District Court recently. Brendan Keating, aged 47, of Avondale Drive, Carlow, was charged with the offence at Dublin Street, Carlow, on the 5th of June last. Sergeant Hud Kelly said the defendant was found asleep on the footpath and was arrested for his own safety. Mr Keating was not present when his case was called. Judge Geraldine Carthy ruled as outlined. Rhiannon Keating, aged 34, of St Killian's Crescent, Carlow, was also convicted of public intoxication at Staplestown Road, Carlow, on the 26th of May last. Ms Keating was not present when her case was called. Judge Carthy ruled as outlined.